afternoon with Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports, ready to get things underway with podcast number 48. Happy to have Tony Paul from the Detroit News on. He joins me right now. Tony, thanks a lot for your time. What's going on with you? Well, not a whole lot, Dennis. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm waiting for baseball. I've been waiting for baseball to come back, and uh, it is back tonight. We're recording this on, on Thursday afternoon and uh we know that the tigers open tomorrow and so uh you know here we go the the tigers in cincinnati 60 games in 66 days so what's top of mind for you about this uh this opener on the road yeah it's it's just a it's just a really weird feeling like you i mean been waiting for baseball had my doubts whether we would get it still have my doubts whether we'll finish it um you know given everything that's going on uh but uh you know, if they do get it done, I think it's kind of a, you know, this is kind of a fun little fun little thing. I mean, you know, baseball season is so long, such a grind. And now, you know, because they always say about baseball, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And this year it's a sprint, not a marathon. And so, it's you know, it's different, but it's, yeah, I kind of think it's kind of fun. I think you're going to see some teams, you know, break out of the pack that maybe wouldn't be there for the long haul. Uh, I'm not sure the Tigers will be one of them. But the interesting thing about the Tigers is given, you know, all the roster situations this year, all the taxi squad stuff, is you're going to see some guys in Comerica a little bit quicker than, than you might have seen them before. You're going to see Casey Myers probably within a couple of weeks. Uh, Bob Burroughs made the roster, um, one of their pitching prospects. I think you're going to see a lot of other guys as well. You might even see Spencer Torkelson this year. So, uh, so that's kind of fun. Um, now, I don't think the Tigers are going to be one of those teams that, kind of surprises you uh and comes out of nowhere i think there are there are a little bit of ways even the 60 game schedule i I don't think they'll be able to do that but uh i think it's gonna be fun to watch you're gonna see some of the some of the future you know rising to the present and i think that's exciting yeah i don't think they're gonna be one of those teams either uh, but i do come from the standpoint i know from a lot of the big markets and the national guys they're talking about you know this being a you know kind of a joke of a season if it does, doesn't end up being the dodgers or the yankees or the astros like if it ended up being the you know the twins or the white Sox or you know somehow the padres you know that would be you know terrible and you know for 60 games but like to your point right at the start like uh, who knows if we're even going to get the thing in so hopefully we can argue about the legitimacy of the season at the end and I don't know. Are they? It's weird. Are, are they expanding the playoffs right now, or are we waiting? Uh, yeah, until... <laughs> I know. It's like let's wait till the last possible minute to decide <laughs> if we're going to like you know they're talking today. You know, we got opening pitch in eight hours uh, as we speak here, and they still haven't decided how many playoff teams there's going to be. It's very weird. Um, as far as the legitimacy, though, you know what? Baseball fans and baseball writers can be such snobs. And I'll be honest. You know, look, there's a season. Okay, so whatever happens, they've had strike seasons, they've had split seasons before. You know, if, if the Rays win it or come out and win it or the Padres, who, who, who cares? I mean, you know, it's baseball. We're starving for some live sports. We're finally going to get some. Whether they finish the season, you know, we'll see. I mean, you still have, you know, Al Avila, you know, made the point the other day that he said it would, quote, be a miracle if we get through this. Um, you know, to the end, you know, so if he thinks that, you got to believe a lot of other general managers think the same way. And you're about to start the season and you have a baseball team that doesn't even have a home. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a little weird. Um, you know, so you have your doubts whether we're going to get through this. But if we do, 
you know, and, and some, some team rises, it's not the Yankees or Dodgers, who cares? I mean, you know, that's life. You know, you got a season, you make the best of what you got. And um, I think this is kind of fun. You kind of liken it a little bit toward a college baseball season, really, with the 60 games. Um, so I think it's going to be, I think it's kind of fun, you know, change of pace, given all the circumstances isn't the worst thing. Yeah, it's way different. We understand the, the uncertainty of the world. You know, traditionally, I think about opening days, and I know what it means in Detroit. I mean, it is a, a festival. It's a vibe. And, you know, I always heard over the years that if there's one city that is close to Detroit and having the same kind of thing right. that it means, yeah. it's, it's Cincy, right? Yeah. No, that's what they say. I've, I've been to Cincy uh, to cover the Tigers. I've also covered an all-star game there. It's a great baseball town. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I think it's fun that, you know, you're also only playing the central division. So I think that's kind of fun, especially the opposite, you know, the Tigers, you know, should play central division opponents in the national league every year. I mean, with the proximity, you got Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, but you know, you got the Cubs, that's a great rivalry. You got the Brewers, which used to be a big rivalry when they were both in the American league. Um, so I think that's kind of fun that you're going to get to see them. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, it's not the same. You know, we're not going to be packing, you know, Harry's Bar downtown or anything like that, um, you know, to watch the Tigers kick off the season. But, man, it's going to be kind of cool to flip on Fox Sports Detroit tomorrow night and uh, and see some real-life baseball, albeit with uh, with nobody in the stands. I know. I'm going to be watching that thing like it's, you know, Game 7 of the World <laughs> Series. You know what's not fun, uh, you know, for me was, and for everybody, losing 114 games last year. And it wasn't fun for me, you know, not having Casey Mize on the 40 on the opening day roster. But is, is that really a no-brainer of not having him up? You know, what are your thoughts there? Could they have had him up and then and then put him down and then they still could have had that extra year of service time, you know, if it looked like they weren't going to be in this 60-game sprint or once that clock is going, th- those things were a little confusing to me. But, you know, it wasn't fun thinking about not having him on, you know, for for this week. But if you get an extra year, for, is, well, it, is it a no-brainer? It, it is a no-brainer. And Al Avila said, you know, said all the right things, though it has nothing to do with that. But that's, that's BS. I mean, the truth is you keep him down there. I don't know the exact time frame, but I know it's a week or two. And, and you basically add an extra year of service time. So, you know, that's a huge deal. You know, that's a, you know you, you look at when the Tigers are supposedly going to be competitive and all these pitching prospects that they have on the back burner, you know, you get an extra year of him, that's a, that's a very big deal. You save a lot of money long term. So it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Um, oh, look, yes, the Tigers could come out and win this season. Um, you know, win the Central. The Central's pretty weak. Uh, you know, I mean, it remains weak. Um, I don't think much of the Indians. Uh, the White Sox always seem to add a bunch of pieces and then do nothing. Um, the Royals aren't very good. The Twins take a step back. So it's not a very good division. So who knows? But um, the reality is, you're probably not going to win it. And if you're not, if if you're not, you know, in position to win it right away, you know, the extra year is huge. It's big time money. Um, it, it stabilizes you a little bit longer for the future. And when pitching is going to be theoretically your uh you know your your stamp on baseball when you look at it, what they have from the pitching department uh yeah getting him keeping it for another year is huge i mean it absolutely is well then why not if they let's say limp out of the gate two and eight and you've got some other teams that maybe get hit with uh with covid and the tigers have uh scope and crone and they go ahead and just deal them away and you know you've you feel like this is a throwaway season, maybe 
put him on ice for another year. Same thing with Torkelson. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't want any of that to happen. Yeah, but could I, you... I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that that'll happen with Mize because I think he's going to be here. You know, I mean, basically, whether you call him up in two weeks or you call him up next April, or what, it's almost the same. So I, I imagine he'll be here. But speaking of those other guys, I think the trade deadline's like tomorrow. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be kind of weird. You know, seriously, the trade deadline is going to be like two or three weeks into the season, basically. People are going to start making decisions whether they're going to move guys. And Tigers will be in an interesting position there as well. <laughs> they sure will. I mean, you can make a case. Uh, and a lot of times they're still I in forgot, I for, Yeah, I forgot some of these guys are on the team like because we've had no baseball. Like I was looking at the roster, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they signed him. They signed him. Oh, Jordy Mercer's back. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, Jody, I mean, Jody Mercer doesn't seem like he's been on the team for a couple years, but yeah, so that was a that was a surprise. I'm with you on that. What about uh, what about the prospects here? I see Vegas, you know, 21 and a half, 22 games. I'm picking 23. So what's that? 23 and 37. Uh, if you had to put a number on it, you know, what number would you put? I'd go with whatever over whatever the opposite of Dan Leach. Whatever he decides, <laughs> I'm gonna go the opposite. Well, you know Uh-oh. what? He's probably going over, so you're going under. He probably will. He's a very optimistic person, so he'll probably go over. I don't know. It's it's awfully hard to go under twenty two or twenty one or and a half or whatever it is, because um, that's such you know. Again, in a sixty game season, I'm not sure what the Tigers' record was through sixty games last year. I don't think it was atrocious, bad, bad. I mean, I know they had a horrible last hundred games. Um, so out of the gate, you never know. Um, I mean, I, I could see him. I could see him winning 25, 26 games um, is a possibility just again, because of who they play. Um, I don't think they're not playing at all against the, uh, against the AL East or AL West uh, and that's, or the NL East or NL West. So um, that's a big deal. Um, they're playing, you know, some of the weaker teams at baseball. So uh, I, I, I could see him getting 25, uh, but I think the number is pretty good. I, I like 23, 22 right around there. I think that's probably realistic. Heck. So I don't even know if that's over. I mean, I've seen 21 and a half. I've seen 23. So um, I wouldn't bet on it. How about that? Yeah. You know what? Uh, I think that's probably the best way to go. You know, two years ago through 60 games, they uh, they, they were sitting there, uh, you know, with a pretty good spot, you know, just a yeah. couple games, I think 28 and 32. And then and through 73 games, I remember they were ironically heading down to Cincinnati. They were 36 and 37. They had Boyd and Fulmer on the mound. They lost both of those games and then, a big losing streak, but that's to the point here that in, in 60 games and you know, that's what I, I wanted to, to ask you. I mean, you're, you understand analytics, uh, how to measure players better than most. And through 60 games, a lot of baseball fans, you, you look to the numbers, uh, the old numbers, wins, home runs, and, you know, batting average. And it's been pointed out a number of times, how many guys since 2000 have hit 400. And I, so I don't know what, what would impress you, Tony, and how do you measure the players the best here? I, how many home runs would be impressive? Uh, what's a certain war or a whip? I mean, what are you going to be looking at? Yeah, I. Uh, it's all going to be so so weird. I mean, the whip is the whip. That doesn't change. Um, but, uh, you know, the war, I mean, what are you looking at for a good war? Three or four is excellent at this point. Um, I think that would be great. Uh, home runs, you know, I mean, 15, 20 would mm-hmm. be phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I, I'll go on a limb. I don't think any of Tigers going to hit 15 home runs this year. Uh, I barely, I don't even know if they had a Tiger hit 15 home runs last year when they played 162 games. Wow. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be different. You know, that is the one thing. You know, baseball fans love their record books, right? 
Uh, and so what happens if a player does it 400, you know, or 420? I mean, I remember Pudge Rodriguez in 2006. He had a, he had a month. He had 500. Um, I think it was 2006. It might have been 2005. But uh, he had a month where he hit 500, uh, you know. So, you know, he carried that on a little bit. And, you know, you could see a guy hitting 430, 440 this year. Um, so that's going to be a little weird. And I think, the, you know, the history will judge appropriately there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's so different. We just don't know. We just got to take it in. And, uh, you know, some player is going to go out and go crazy this year. You know, who knows? Somebody might hit 30 home runs, which would be astounding. So it'll be fun to just sit back and watch and see how it all unfolds and just pray to pray to all things sports that this thing gets through. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going to lead the way. Everybody's going to be watching here. Right. Yeah, I saw Ichiro. What, it was four sixty-seven or something through a sixty-game span, and then Joey Votto, yeah. I think, was the last guy who hit four hundred. They asked him, uh, you know, should he be placed in, you know, with Williams and all that. He was like, no, 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 no. And I, yeah. and I get that. I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's that's a pretty easy call. Um, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, there there might very well be a four hundred this year. I think everyone will understand it won't be as complicated as the steroid era when trying to figure out the record books this year. No, we'll take it. It'll be fun. I mean, we'll have yeah. a season here. What about uh, – I had seen a little bit of this online. I hadn't heard anybody really talk about it, but the, the thought where you could take this team down the street and play at Tiger Stadium, you know, I, I think you'd probably draw too many onlookers. Uh, it would be a lot more costly. You know, you start thinking about – the MLB medical rooms, you know, maybe it would right. be a good idea. I mean, what do you think about the Tigers going down the street and playing at Michigan and Trumbull for a game or a series? No, I, w- I would love it. Um, but again, you'd have a hard time keeping um, because the the quarters are, uh, on the perimeter are pretty close. You have to, you know, find a way to get the players in and out without being near people. That's tricky over there. It's not, you know, the stadium setting is, is there, but to a much smaller extent. So um, it would be difficult. Um, I, pro- I I don't anticipate that would happen. I think it'd be really cool. Um, I also don't know like how the field um, necessarily holds up. I mean, it's the same dimensions and everything, but you know, is it perfectly level? Is it perfectly MLB standards after they've done the redo? You know what I mean? Yes. So I I'm, I'm just not sure that uh, that that's a problem a possibility at all. Uh, but yeah, it, it'd be damn cool to see that happen. Um, just like it, you know, it'd be cool to, you know, it'd be cool to see the Blue Jays play in Buffalo, you know, for a year, you know, for the, for the year, even though it looks like they're going to go to Baltimore. Um, but yeah, it would be neat, but I, I just don't know, uh, that they have the infrastructure to get that done. It's so bizarre. The dugouts, the dugouts are a lot smaller too now. Um, you know, it's just, I just don't think it, I just don't think it's major league baseball standards anymore. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have bullpens back at Tiger Stadium. They were just out there. I don't know what the new pal. Well, I don't even know what they have for the bullpens. I, I've been there several times. I'm not even sure. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, even just like the field, is it, like, you know, it's all turf, like, you know, and um, is it perfectly level? It's just, it, I just think there's too many complications with that. I think it'd be cool, like, you know, like next year, say, if they're playing, if they open at home, if they, maybe the day before when they come back into town, they do like an exhibition game there. I think that would be really neat. Um, you know, something that could be done. But as far as a regular season game, I just think there's too many questions right now. And I think with everything that's going on, I think these teams are looking for the fewest amount of obstacles possible. And, and that would that would be an obstacle. 
bizarre time listening to you, Tony. There you're, you're talking about, you know, playing at Michigan and Trumbull <laughs> and the Blue Jays playing in Buffalo or Pittsburgh or Baltimore, and, you know, all these things. And, and we don't even know what the playoffs are necessarily going to look like. And, you know, you, you've watched this team. You, you know about, you know, what their plan is here. I, I had the thought with everything else that, you know, Mike Illich was so mad in 2003 after losing 119 games. Like, he was fed up with any kind of rebuild or any kind of timeline, and he threw a bunch of money. And I don't think Chris is, you know, like his dad that way, and he's going to throw a lot of money. Do you feel like the, the rebuild is over after this year? What would you tell Tiger fans in regards to that? I expect and uh, would hope that, next off season would be the season where they spend money. Um, Illich has said that when the time is right, he will spend. Now, we don't know what that means. Is it going to be blank check like his father? Probably not. Um, is it going to be <laughs> the CJ Crones and the Jonathan Scopes of the world? And, and I'm not knocking them. Look, those guys had good numbers last year. You know, those are a couple good value signings. Uh, but that's not what you're looking for when you're looking to build, you know, build a winner. You're looking for the Maglios, Pudges, those type of guys. I would expect, given where they are right now, and I said this for, I thought 2020 might be the beginning of it, uh, but 2021 should be the begin, should definitely be the beginning because they have the pitchers that are on the brink. Uh, no question about. It. And they and it's not like every one of these guys is going to come to the majors and be great, right? We know that. Uh, there's going to be some busts among their top prospects. But they have so many of them that they can afford some busts. Um, the pitching is in pretty damn good shape moving forward, starting this year and really next year. So, therefore, you know, when this whole rebuild was starting, you know, it's awfully tough to build an entire team from within. Few teams have ever done it, especially in the last 30 years. Um, so, the theory is you build – you know, you build one part of your team, you go spend for the other. Um, Tigers kind of did that with 06. You know, they went out and they got some hitters. But most of the pitching staff, right, was a lot of the pitching staff was guys from within from 2006. It's, it's going to be kind of similar where I think they go out and get those hitters. And I think next off season should be the time when they start to do that. Whether they will is going to be a big test for what Chris Illich's ambitions and plans are moving forward. That he'll spend, but until we see that, we don't know exactly what that means and whether he's going to hold true to that. So it should be next year. Whether it will be, we don't know. Yeah, we're going to find out uh, a little bit about uh, Chris Illich. Well, we find out a lot about exactly. you if we go on Twitter, Tony. I, I, I'm sure everybody <laughs> listening here, Tony Paul, 1984, they they already follow you. But I, I got to tell you, you remind me, especially during uh, when, when golf's going on, you remind me of the late Dan Jenkins where you just kind of – tweet like a, a stream of consciousness when you're, you know, during the round, it could be anything like nice little chip there, you know, and it's like, wait, I wasn't even watching that, but uh, you can tell your, you know, your, your love for, for golf there and, and, and anybody that enjoys golf, man, they have to follow you there, of course, for baseball too, but I really like that, that Twitter game and, you know, you can be feisty too there. So, so good job, good job on, on the golf and uh, the rocket mortgage classic, uh, you know, it was a, it was a must follow, you know, during that. So, I enjoyed it. Oh, I appreciate it. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I was fortunate to be able to be out there. Um, you know, I mean, it was the first sporting event in Michigan since March. Um, you know, Detroit, you know, at the time was one of just 13 cities in the country that have hosted a major professional sporting event since uh, since March, since the shutdown. So it was fun to be out there. I love golf. Um, I think it's great we have a PG Tour event. And like I said, just fortunate to be out there. 
you know, last year they issued 500 media credentials. This year they issued less than 40. Um, so it was, a, you know, I guess exclusive company, and it was a, a blast to be out there. And yeah, my Twitter game is, is what it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> you you are much more complimentary of it than my boss. Let's put it that way. Well, they should. You know what? <laughs> they they need to follow a little bit closer, man. Like uh, you like golf. Seeing Deschambeau, uh, that worked out fantastic for Detroit oh, for yeah. the tournament there. You know he's something else. Uh, and you know what? We're yeah. coming around. What August ninth uh, will be the Sunday, the final su- for the PGA, and they're going to be leading it off. So we've had some some big names here and some younger guys that are waiting to bust through and. Saw John Rahm last week and and DeChambeau. I mean, it's going to be pretty exciting when the when the PGA. In fact, all of this. You know, we got baseball here starting tonight. You know, Tigers coming up. The NFL training camps Tuesday. NBA restart. NHL. We got a major in golf coming up early in August. So we're ready to. I mean, I'm not very optimistic about any of it, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> we get it, some of it, all of it in. You know. Well, even better. We got the Masters in November. How's that going to be? That's going to be fun. <laughs> you know, that's going to be something something different, you know, to see the Masters in November. So, sports schedule's been flipped on its head. But, uh, you know, if you look at it from a, you know, a, you know, a realistic standpoint of, you know, it, you know, sometimes change is fun. You know, it's just different. You know, we're so used to our sports schedules. So, you know, regimented, you know, from starting with the Final Four and then the Masters and baseball starting. All through the sports schedule, we have our, our red-letter days, right? And now it's all been flipped. And so for, you know, as, as tragic as this whole thing has been and awful as it's been for so many people, just from, not, you know, from the health standpoint, obviously, but from people losing jobs and, and everything. Um, the fact that we do get sports back, um, at least to some regard, is, is at least comforting on that level. So, you know, I'm not sure they'll finish baseball season. I don't think they'll play a college football season, but uh, we'll take what we can get right now. Yep, I hope you're wrong about all that. I know this, that there will never be more interest in a July 24th Tigers game than there will be on uh, Friday night in Cincinnati. Uh, that's for sure. Enjoy that. I appreciate your time, and, and all the best to you, Tony. Stay safe yourself. All right, Dennis. Thanks for having me on. Take care, right. buddy. Take care of yourself. There he is, uh, Tony Paul from the Detroit News, joining us here. You know, he, he loves, loves all sports, but you know, I guess I don't know that for sure, but I do know that he loves – baseball, and certainly golf, what we talked about right there. Well, that's going to do it. Yeah, baseball. How about that? How about that calendar? Baseball this weekend, NFL training camp on Tuesday, NBA restart. What's that? Thursday, a couple days after that, the NHL restart. We're into August then. College football. They got... Sounds a little weird, but they've got 20 hours of of countable walkthroughs that they can get through with coaches. All right. uh, Thanks for listening. Good afternoon. Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports. I will have, uh, I'll be talking that Tiger opener on uh, Saturday morning. Look for that. A Saturday morning all-star podcast. Till then, be safe. See you.